So why don't we get started here? We're going to be in Aegis headquarters in a conference room with one of those like long tables and like a, a place up front to do like presentations, briefings, debriefings, that sort of thing. And Quint is sitting on the far end of the table uh, with his like feet on on the table itself while we are waiting for Gamma Burst to come in and brief us. What 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 door? What are we looking at door wise here? Uh, let's have the let's have the door open up to where Quint is sitting at, at the far end of the the room. So you just as soon as you open the door, you see Quint being a dumbass. So uh, Gamma comes in and she is she always wears the the very traditional Aegis uniform, uh, but she has like a really prominent Nova Squad badge on her shoulder, and she actually wears uh, not a mask but like goggles because she's a speedster and she wears goggles so her eyes don't fall out uh she has really 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 long red hair that she lets just kind of do its thing and doesn't put up but she walks in gives quint the look and then just kind of goes and pushes him over hi uh hi gamma gotta remember to ground yourself you're gonna get knocked over just saying (sighs) right so these are people. Who are these people? Hi, people. Everyone, this is our commanding officer, Gamma Burst. Speedy. No, 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 no. Try something else. That we're not. We're not going with that one. So, Speedy here. Uh, let me introduce you to the team, Commander Speedy. At least. <laughs> okay, we can we can go with Commander Speedy Good. if you That's want. Better. She kind of she she's. Not super relaxed, but she's definitely not the Aegis soldier that you have seen before that's a soldier. She's kind of, I'm still in charge, but I don't really need to prove it because I know it. A lot less uptight and one of the reasons why Quint likes her. So let's start with the camera panning over to Mystic. So this is Mystic, Arnova, heir to the Thaumaturge legacy. I've seen what she can do and I know I'd rather be on her side of whatever shieldy thing she has going on. Hi. Uh, so uh, Mystic is wearing a variation on the Nova Squad uniform that Quint already had that I think we saw in Session Zero. Um, so it's like a gray like structural jacket, but hers is fashioned as to be kind of like, um, I feel like the easiest way to describe this is it's the outfit that is similar, not the same, that Ray at the end of the first Star Wars sequel trilogy movie and at the start of the second one was wearing. So it's a, like a structural kind of like jacket, vest, gray like that with like a uniform shirt underneath. And then it's almost like her shoulders are cut out of this jacket because she has um, like arm warmers that like a matching fabric that also look like that. It's similar to like her old suit um, that are also gray that go up from her wrist all the way up to um, like halfway up her uh, bicep. And um, she's got like the basic uniform pants, but she has um, instead of wearing like the normal like boots that come with them, she is wearing like uh, knee high combat boots instead. And notably her visor is not uh, purple. She's wearing a different one that matches the uh, the Nova Squad symbol, which is like an explosion that goes from uh, yellow to red. So I'm not sure 
if what color it is exactly, but somewhere around the orange warm color zone. Uh, I will think about what looks coolest later. Maybe it shifts colors depending on... I was say iridescent from red on the outside to orange in the middle, and if you move around, it's all shiny. Yeah, maybe maybe something like that. I haven't Googled enough to see what would look cool and not completely darky, because that's the problem with visor glasses, is that they can be kind of a lot, and I knew that when I picked them at first. But um, yeah, so we're thinking about that. So she's got like a... It looks a similar to her old suit, only instead of like the fun, different colors. It is like that uh, gray with silver embellishments and then the Nova Squad symbol on it. So she she finally has an Aegis uniform, which she was not expecting to have until uh, Quint offered <laughs> her a position on this squad. So uh, Gamma does the sort of once-over look. She's really good at appraising looks that aren't insulting somehow. And sort of half smiles at you. I've heard a, a lot about your grandpa. He had a really good name here. So I've heard a lot more about you. You're one of his original traveling buddies. What would you call yourselves? Traveling buddies? Allies? We teams? We don't have a group name. Whatever. Uh, anyway, I'm glad glad you signed on for this. I, we could use all of the experience we can get. Thank you. All right. And here we have Special Agent Thermite. A model soldier through and through, loyal and competent. Her super strength and durability will be an asset to the team for sure. Plus, we're like mentee buddies, and she's got a killer volleyball serve. Thank you, Senior Special Agent Nero. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Gamma's eyebrow go up. Uh, so Thermite is, uh, she's tall-ish, very sort of swept- brown hair uh, with a couple like streaks of pale blonde in there very sort of like like a very strong jaw uh pronounced nose uh she's athletic like uh quint mentioned volleyball player and like good at it she's wearing uh her ages uniform is pretty much the standard one with the sleeves chopped off and then over that, a big bulky uh, uh, firefighter jacket with the Nova Squad logo just plastered across the back of it. And on the shoulder, uh, a little patch that says thermite. She also wears a air filtration mask, like a respirator over her nose and mouth. That's her, you know, superhero mask deal. And she looks... Only moderately displeased, which is, it's a good day. Gamma's presentation, like the way she addresses you is a little, she sort of shifted from laid back cool teacher to, okay, you know what? We're on the same page here about professionalism. Heard a lot about you too. And uh, I'm really glad to have someone who knows how to follow the rules and actually understands why there are rules on this team. Rude. Quint. Come on. I know, I know why there are rules. You just think they don't apply to anyway. I was saying, and she turns like turns her back on Quint, sort of half smiling. For real though, I, I appreciate we don't I don't run Nova the way a lot of Aegis is run, so it might be a little bit jarring for you. But all the same, I appreciate someone who actually understands how this stuff works. I will do my absolute best to make sure that our mission is completed. I just want to make sure that 
we do what we're supposed to. And I just believe that the way protocol is the best way to do that. I tentatively agree with you, but do you remember sometimes you got to go off protocol to get things done properly? See why I like her? Also, I knock him down a lot and he can't help but like that. She's facing... so she's facing away from Quint and sort of does the, my face is completely still, but I'm winking at, at Thermite. <laughs> that is the sense I get. Uh, it is a pleasure to meet you. And next up, we have Phantom, our morally colorful brain. An expert in the field of multidimensionality or something. They have gadgets that keep their feet off the ground and their presence hidden from watchful eyes. And who knows what other gadgets they have hidden in that thing. Multi-dimensional whatever. I mean, I guess I do. No, quite a lot. Uh, I think Phantom's at, like, a whiteboard that uh, has a bunch of, like, complicated uh, math on it that they're only adding more to <laughs> as this is going on. Uh but they turn around to greet Gamma Burst. Uh, Phantom uh, looks different than they had before. They've forgoed their uh, long black cloak for a much shorter cloak that only comes up to about their waist. That's in the, the color of the Aegis uniform, the, the gray. Uh, but it does have a hood. And they're wearing uh, gray pants and like a gray tank underneath it that you can't really see because of the cloak. Uh, but they are still wearing their black boots with, with the uh, pants tucked into it. And they're also wearing a mask, which is new to them, but definitely secondhand. Who could have given it to them? Could be anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Gemma is looking at the whiteboard, clearly not, not following it. Uh, you're also one of his original... I, you need a name. Friends is boring. Squad mates doesn't. Know. Anyway, you're one of the original traveler people, right? You're the one that knows what they're doing and like knows everything. Yes, I know so much. It's so nice to actually meet people here who could mostly comprehend what I'm talking about. Because the oh, no, I can't. So- I, I can't at all. Oh. I don't follow any of this. However, I do have someone who might. So next time you're back, remind me to to, to set up a meeting with Quantum, and y'all can change information and talk because i don't know what any of that means it looks pretty but uh i am definitely the one here that has the most experience with uh traveling through the multiverse it's a it's a pleasure to meet you awesome then it's good then we can make sure that you're going to be the one that gets them not killed and gets them back yes of course wonderful then i think we we can fight each other no pressure i think phantom like space like (laughs) like oh mm. so as she says that she's very obviously smiling in this like okay don't take me seriously uh the the, i'm going to tease you because i don't quite know what else to do how to interact with you (laughs) i would never let anyone die (laughs) i'm turning back to the whiteboard that wasn't foreshadowing at all (laughs) i've i i I don't know if this is weird to tell you, but I I knew a, another one of you. Another one of you. Oh, multiverse me. Yes. What are they like? I've I've never <sighs> even actually thought about that. That's kind of cool. She was she was really cool. She was a good mentor to me when I was growing up. Oh. Okay. Um 
I think I have some big shoes to fill now. I will do my best. I'm sure you do great. You seem to be doing great with Quince. <laughs> I'm going to keep that coffin in character. <laughs> Last but not least, this is Espanto, our wild card. Pretty much part ghost and can phase through solid objects and see what shouldn't be seen. And I have the utmost confidence that she could wrestle a lion to the ground if she wanted to. Um, Espanto is wearing a containment suit in the colors of Noah Squad. The faceplate is darkened and she has her arms crossed and she's a little slouch. Her head's a little like tilted to the side and she moves to to raise one arm but the arm comes out of the suit so you see a purple arm coming like facing through the suit waving and then facing back in gamma does do a little bit of a double take she's used to this kind of stuff but that still was a little bit unexpected but she's i actually haven't heard anything about you but if quint uh, is standing for you here i mean obviously you're gonna do a great job Quintus, convince me that I maybe shouldn't hide in the shadows and should use my powers to help. So I'm here. That, that again, sounds like an incredibly admirable goal. Admirable goal. That's kind of what we're all here for, I think. Uh, but no one's going to push you into a spotlight you don't want to be in. Thank you. And then there's me. Pretty face of the team and lovable scamp. You can call me Quint. Wait, pretty face? I mean, you're very pretty, but have you seen your teammates? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, look, I, I get a little nervous with new people. I, I'm, I'm doing my best here. I, I know I'm supposed to be like all self-contained and stuff, but I still get nervous. Uh, hi. Thanks for joining Aegis, I guess. Technically Nova Squad, which is sort of part of oh, Aegis. That reminds me. I have your W force to fill out before you when you get back next time. Uh, I forgot completely. We do pay you. You know that, right? We pay you. Pay us. Yes. Are with money. W force necessary. I will ask. We have some back channel ways to make yeah. sure you get paid. Yeah, I just they they always remind me that I'm supposed to. Anyway, sorry. Because money's important here. I. Espanto turns to look at Phantom like. <laughs> okay, sure. Money. Yes. I <laughs> the concept of money is not necessary everywhere. So now that she's met all of you, uh, she sort of walks around to actually the front of the, the table. And you can actually visibly see her sort of getting into presenter leader mode, um, like psyching herself up. And when she turns back to face you as a, again, she's very composed. And you can see why she's in charge of stuff. So Nova Squad, you're a sub-squad of, of Nova Squad, technically. You are our... Did we come up with a name for you guys yet? Supernova, wasn't it? Superheroes utilizing powers for extra-dimensional reinforcement. <laughs> ah, so you are our Supernova team. We we really like our clever acronyms here, seriously. Uh, if you ever want to make someone in Aegis happy, ask them what their acronym stands for. They will love you forever. But we have you here to... Actually, let me start at the beginning. So, Phantom and Mystic, you have gone interdimensional traveling before. How did you guys, what did you use to travel the first time? Oh, the ENA. So, we uh, 
politely asked Trevor Adler to give us some technology, just very, very politely. <laughs> Who did you ask? Well, you know, he's the one that made up the whole interdimensional thing. And it's really not good to have in the hands of private citizens without being in public trust. So he has been invited. Doesn't belong in his hands either. Yeah, there's that whole, like, private property that I can't take away because he hasn't broken any laws thing, though. Uh, but but more urgently, Phantom, the one that our universe's Trevor Adler had wasn't good, right? Like, it broke down. I fixed it. I we've heard it. It's fine now. I've and I was able I was I've improved it because he doesn't know what he's doing. Right, that's what I'm saying is that if we got another one from him, how do we know it's not as it might not be as good as the one the Phantom has now? It definitely isn't, but it's not from him directly. We got the technology and then sort of turned our scientists loose on it. He wasn't super fond of that whole idea, but we did ask very nicely and Quantum was been working on it and He's pretty sure that this is a lot better, but I would love Phantom to take a look at this. Uh, and she sort of holds out. One thing, though, um, we, we, we dropped the ENA thing. No one understood what it meant or what it referred to. So this is name. What? What kind of name? Name. We Look, we took a vote. It was either name or what was the other one? The Ultimatrix Waveform. Look, we went with name. Necessary to access multidimensional Earths. Name. Ugh. But this, this it's is not yours. the worst I've seen here. Look, there was also Devicey McDevice face. Why did you go for that one? No. But uh, it looks a lot like the NA you already had. Of course, it's got like industrial gray or whatever. Uh, but she hands it off to Phantom to, to make better because she is not stupid. Phantom <laughs> takes it and then looks up at her. We don't, we don't have to work with him, do we? Uh, Adler? No, he's a dick. He's a capitalist dick. Good, because I, I have, I, I don't trust him. At some point, you're going to have to give me a debriefing on your history here, because I can, I can hear that there's some stuff we should know about. You okay? Of course. I, I'll, I'll be okay. It's, it's personal. Okay. We're good at personal here, too. And she kind of wants to, like, pat you, but isn't sure if you'll be comfortable with her patting you, so kind of puts her hands back down. Well, that's our technology. So you have, you're only going to get one for the team because these things are ridiculously expensive. Uh, hopefully one is going to work for you. It worked for us in the past. Well, we did lose one at some point. I have a lot of paperwork to fill out. If you lose something, please avoid it. How much did Quint tell you about this squad's mission? Mm, enough to get them here. So nothing. Varying degrees. Swanto like shrugs her head. Enough to get me here. Basically, the mission of this squad, we have the ability to travel to multiple dimensions now, but this is brand new. This was not a thing we knew how to do prior to about six months ago. And while we can get there we can't actually see what's going on there unless we literally send someone there so you are our advanced squad here what we figured out uh through our research is that the dimensions are kind of like friendship bracelets they like she's moving her hands and like weaving her fingers together they they interact and they like 
they're trying to explain this to me and all I can think is that they're woven together, but like they don't touch, but there are some dimensions that are closer to our dimensions and some that are further away. Does that make any sense? Yes. No. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll see. Okay. I'm hoping that it will make sense later because it doesn't make sense to me either. But like I said, friendship bracelet universe. So what we've found so far is that dimensions that are closer to us are more likely to get interfered with ours and like people are coming over. So what we're having you do is check out the, the nearby dimensions. Uh, jump over there, do a little report, check it out, see if they have any exciting things or people or threats or dinosaurs. I like dinosaurs. And then coming back and letting us know what we need to do and what we need to know about them. And don't get killed. We want you to come back alive and report. Got it. Don't, don't get, get killed. killed. Questions. Why didn't you go for McDevice McDevice face? It's long. It takes too long to say over comms. That's a bad name. It's unspecific. I I like all these people. They're they're gonna double hired. I I I believe I would be triple at this point. Triple hired. Definitely triple hired. <laughs> so, any other questions? Real questions. Uh, I do have your first assignment for when you're ready, which will hopefully be pre- relatively soon. But I also brought presents. And she sort of turns around and pulls the, the bag she's been carrying and sets it down. And okay, first, and she pulls out what looks like a really fancy wristwatch, wrist-mounted communication devices. Oh, that's handy. They're wrist-mounted now. Uh, we are totally okay with you making them, I, I don't know crowns or necklaces or whatever but again with that whole replacing thing you do not want to know how much these things cost crowns do you, do you have many uh here who have crowns look i'm not gonna judge someone's choices if you want to wear a crown wear a crown it's fun can i install one of these into a pair of glasses yes actually that was something i was thinking you might want to do uh what these are able to do is they are obviously two-way communicators with your whole little squad they are also they contain little locator beacons that are specifically for your squad, so you can find one another if you happen to get split up or, I don't know, captured or taken into a... I don't know. Anyway, they have little things in them. And she passes those out. These They seem to be a sort of one-size-fits-all. These are not currently like personally designed for you. They just sort of match. Number two, we have an international panic button. And she sets what is literally like a big red button with a plastic case over the top and like a little setting on the ground on the table in front of you. This is the recall button. This is the emergency recall. If you guys get in trouble, punch the button. It will bring everything in a three foot circle, three foot sphere rather, directly back to super containment of Aegis headquarters. I didn't actually think it was going to be a literally a big red button. We have a little bit of a sense of humor sometimes. <laughs> I would love to see how it works. Uh, I do want to. Won't take it apart. Please, please don't take it apart till you're. I mean, I get. No, don't take it apart. Clarity of purpose is important in visual design. <laughs> <laughs> the thumbs up. Um, just remember that this does need to get recharged between uses. So don't plan on like being able to jump in and jump back and just drop people off because it will take some time to recharge. But it is definitely not getting close to poking it. If you need to get back in a hurry and need to end up in uh, containment, uh, this is how you do it. Last question. How do you all feel about tasers? I have a lot of tasers. Anyone want a taser? Yes. Don't really need a taser. I don't really need a taser either. Phantom, 
could probably use one. Okay. Phantom wants a taser. Like I said, yes. it has some surplus tasers. I think during this, Espanto, like, pushes the con- the top of the containment suit down and, like, a purple, glowing purple ghost glitch thing, like, shows its face or her face and she like reaches over grabs one of the communicators puts it on then gets back in the containment suit very cool just out of character that's really cool (laughs) (laughs) uh so we've got one taser request anybody else we're not gonna do deadly weapons if you kill people i will be really unhappy with you it's not really our style i'm anti-killing as well (laughs) i wouldn't mind a taser I have uh, a lot of training on how not to kill people. Wonderful. Yeah, killing is, even in self-defense, is not okay. She's actually serious on this one. Then, okay, just the one taser. Do you guys need anything else? Equipment, supplies? I'll I'll take a taser as well. Oh, good. Two tasers. Uh, She has uh, in her bag like a jumble of different kinds of tasers. If you all want to figure out something that's a fun type of taser for you to have this includes like taser bows and stuff um, taser bows yeah like little zappy ones shooty ones bow ones sticky ones look they had they had huh. a taser run lately <laughs> assail at taser mart so uh she looks around any other requests equipment i have a question yeah how many of you fly uh Gravity is a complicated concept when you're when you can just face through things. Can't really fly, but also I don't really need to It's complicated. Don't really need to stand on the ground when you can face through the air? Yes. The air is like different consistency of ground, if that makes sense. Okay, let me rephrase. How many of you fly in a way that would make it possible to carry other people? Oh, I carry people all the time, and my anti-grav device allows me to float to almost any height I want to, although I tend not to try and go too high, because then there's a lack of oxygen, you can't really breathe that well, and I don't really wear oxygen mask, because that would I be... I could fly a helicopter. I can teleport with other people, maybe. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just do it willy-nilly, but... In an emergency, we could try it. Right. It's important to know what our what our non panic button escape routes are as well. And so, if not, and so if if we don't have enough people to carry all the non flying people, then that limits our escape routes, and that's something to know ahead of time. Can you fly? No, I am extremely terrestrial. Yeah, I'm not worried about being. Stuck somewhere. That's not really. I can get out of most places. Do not worry, Thermite. If you are, if you need me to carry you, I will carry you. Do you, do you do push-ups? Do you lift? She's like looking at your arms. Me? <laughs> Phantoms are very skinny. No, but my anti-grab device allows me to. Essentially, disable gravity for myself so I can also lift people without having to worry about their weight. Or things as well. You should you should hit the gym more because one day you'll need it. You should hit the gym. We can hit the gym together. You, you should hit the gym. 
when they all need it. Is there a just gym that you guys have access I, to now? I, yo, people, I um have another meeting that I have to get to. Can we? I, I, not that I don't care about all of you, but can I have one of those tasers? Actually, whatever's sure. smallest, the, I guess. Yeah, the, the, yeah, like a little tape recorder style. She hands it to you. It's very small, but it packs a punch. Seriously, don't test this on your friends, even if I, they dare you to. I would never do that. You are stronger than I am. Quit laughs. <laughs> so again, any other supply requests you might need? Uh, you can always, after the fact, do put in requisitions, but they tend to take a little bit longer to go through all the official channels and everything. How long um, would it take to get a supercar? <laughs> oh God, really? Thermite just turns into looks at Quinn. <laughs> if you want a supercar, you're gonna have to earn it. Fine. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to install my communicator in my mask, if possible. Uh, I can't really have anything on my arms. Got it. Uh, she she does give you directions to the little like uh, costuming lab where they can they can update that stuff really easily before you guys get out into the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, then she she looks around one more time. Then I I think that's all that's left is to give you your first assignment. So she presses a button and a little holographic projector comes out of the table and unfolds. And it's a very, very long process and slow when it lights up. And then when it finally uh, reveals what it's it's, it's going to be displaying, it just has the digits 01088. I told you we didn't know much about where you were going. That's where you're going. I'm sensing a distinct lack of impression with my holo- <laughs> I mean, it does, it's not really showing much. I know, right? But look how cool it is when it unfolds. <laughs> I'm sure that costs taxpayers millions. Yes. Uh, anyway, I'm going to go, but I'm going to check in with you guys uh, when you get back. If you, like I said, need anything before you go. I don't know how this traveling thing works, and I kind of don't want to see it because I admit I'm a little bit intimidated by this multidimensional thing. Don't worry, if I need something, I'll, I'll find it myself. I have concerns. <laughs> but you know what? There's trust here, so I'm going to let this trust be established. And I do have to go to another meeting. So she starts toward the door. And right when she gets to the door, she turns around. I am really disappointed. None of you asked me what Nova stood for. And then she walks <laughs> out. <laughs> Does it stand for something? Do you guys want to adjust your risk communicators? Too, so we can just have them for this mission. We can all uh, have our custom communicators already if we want to. Yeah, I've been thinking about this, putting it in Mystic's visor, but then I was like, you know what? She could just be the person that has the actual wristwatch version. I think that actually works for her. So, Cool. Uh, Quentin will get his installed in his glasses because now they, they'll actually serve a purpose. I think Fandom's going to get, like, an earpiece, but I think they're going to make it themselves. <laughs> You're going to hack into the Aegis communication system? Yes. <sighs> I, I, I think Esperanto's going to just put it in her wrist and then uh, just, like, consciously not let it face through her. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That could be a fun consequence on a missed roll. Mm -hmm. 
It could also be a fun uh, consequence on a po- take a powerful blow. Mm-hmm. Just like face through it, ignore your your teammates. Okay, so let's say that takes a few hours, and we meet up afterward to head out on our first mission. So, everyone ready to uh, head out on our inaugural supernova mission? Yes. Please. You know, that's very silly, right? All the names. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Supernova is like supernova is like the fiery fiery explosion at the end of a star's life cycle. Like I mm. don't know, but personally I would not be like to be associated with a fiery explosion. I would also uh. not like that. Well, as a fiery explosion myself. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry if that was rude of me to say. No, it's fine. I'm really more of a smoldering crater than a fiery explosion, so, you know, it's not really too personal. This Fento laughs and looks looks at her mind like, yeah, yeah, I see that. Fingers crossed no explosions happen. I would hope not. I... Explosions are bad. Yeah, the first uh, week I met Phantom, there were some fire explosions. Yeah. So they're not out of the question. I just have, I mean, full disclosure, I guess. It wasn't all that bad. You took out half a headquarters. I mean, I'm pretty sure nothing can hurt me, maybe. I haven't really tried it much. I haven't really the the big containment suit like scratches its head. Haven't really done much fighting. That's not exactly true. Yeah, haven't done much crime fighting. I guess I mostly just take care of the ghosts. Well, if there are major fiery explosions, then you will generally be pretty safe behind me. I can also probably face through them, so... Lots of probably's and maybes in that. <laughs> well, nothing's ever 100% sure. Yeah, I'm sure we'll figure it out. I'm just saying, you don't need to be a hero for me. Mystic turns to Phantom is like, It wasn't that bad. Phantom, I don't know if you remember, but, like, a huge building collapsed. Yeah, no, I, I definitely remember that. That's a hard thing to forget. Uh, But, you know, I, tr- I try to remain positive, because... There was a lot of good things that happened when we were traveling together the first time. You got that book. Yes. Yep. We did. I mean, we also got attacked by interdimensional bounty hunters and, you know, all that. Well, don't scare off the other two. Traveling the multiverse is fascinating and exciting and wonderful. And I'm so excited to get to do it again. And sometimes buildings collapse or things explode <laughs> uh-huh yeah it's sounds so good i can't wait why does no one like this besides me hey hey quint and i are doing this we we like it mostly yeah i mean i went ahead and started a whole squad to just do it i'm excited all right i just 
I want people to enjoy traveling the multiverse. I, I, but I'm sure where we're heading is going to be fun. I'll give it my best shot at enjoying it. Okay? Okay. All right. So who wants to hit the button? Not the big red one. The little red <laughs> one. <laughs> Can I do it? Go for it. I think Phantom hits the button. Cool. We come out and it's pitch black. There's no light at all. Not starlight, not moonlight. And Quint goes, uh, we need some lights. Uh, I will charge my burn and use that to make light. And Quint pulls out a, a glowing psychic weapon. Thermite will ignite one hand and use the like the you know lava esque glow off that. Uh, I think Espanto just like lets the top of her soup drop, so it's like she's wearing it on her waist, and it's just all purple glowy uh, ghost glitch thing. Phantom pulls out a flashlight, <laughs> and uh, and Mystic is uh, you know has charged her powers, and the familiar glow of magic across her skin is visible on her face and her shoulders and her hands. And I rolled a full hit, even though I don't have any conditions. Yay! So hold three and mark no conditions. So I'm still at zero conditions as Mystic? I'm sure that'll change soon. All right. So once all these lights come up, you guys will see yourselves in just like seriously dense foliage standing next to a tree that's like impossibly large like looks more like a skyscraper than a tree and you you hear some rustling of leaves off to the side and then the next thing you know you see quint getting swatted away by this giant creature does anyone would any of your characters be into like cool prehistoric animals is it a prehistoric bear? Otherwise, no. Close. Okay. Maybe when she was looking for names for her wrestling persona? Uh, so then for the, the audience, this is a creature known as a megatherium, a giant sloth. Oh. Uh, they are three feet long, weigh four tons, and stand about 12 feet high. And this one just swats Quint away like easily and then uh, roars and looks at the rest of you guys. Don't quite uh, know what's going on yet, but it, it even though you're unfamiliar with this creature, it looks weird. Um, like maybe something's growing out of its like face. So what do you guys do? Quint! Well, fuck. Do we see where Quint went? <laughs> Into dense foliage, so you can't see clearly. That's not a bear. The tail is too long. <laughs> Phantom, if you go for Quint, I'll cover you. Okay, I'm gonna go off and try and follow Quint. Uh, and Thermite is going to shuffle along to, like, constantly interpose herself between Phantom and the Sloth. Cool. Uh, so let's have our first roll here. Uh, I'd like you to do a defend roll to defend Phantom as they try to look for Quint. Yeah, that's a good stat for me. Uh, I rolled a nine. That is a hit. 
Cool. So you get to pick one from the good list and one from the bad list. I'd love it if you expose yourself to cost retribution or judgment for reasons. Well, yeah, I am definitely going to. I'll add a team to the pool and expose expose myself to cost retribution or judgment. Cool. And yeah, why don't we do that team move so we have some uh, team points to spend here? Because we always forget. I thought I'd write it down right away so that we would... <laughs> Yes, because we always forget it. And I hate to say that Quint is technically the leader here. <laughs> Even though he's gone. <laughs> yep, I uh, don't... Did we do influence? I can't remember. Uh, we didn't do it specifically. Um, I think at this point it would just be, do you think other characters should have influence over you and give it to them? Uh, Quint and uh, Termite have influence over Espanto. I think right now only Quint has influence. And that's kind of just because of the, the soldier thing about Aegis always having influence. Makes sense. Termite has influence because she seems to be the other person who knows what's going on. She's a professional. Rude. <laughs> she Phantom's not professional. <laughs> Phantom <laughs> needs to lift more to get Spanko's <laughs> influence. <laughs> Some push-ups. And Quint, Quint obviously has influence over uh, Mystic, so. Yeah, I'm keeping Quint and uh, Mystic as having influence over Phantom. I don't think the other two would quite yet. <laughs> they haven't impressed you. I think I do have influence over everyone. Everyone has the same purpose. Uh, probably not to die at this point because we don't have any other details. Yeah, get to a safe place. Do any of you mistrust Quint yet? Well. <laughs> the, you know, the, if, if you have doubts, that is good enough for me. I don't think it's mistrust. It is. It is doubt. It is not full mistrust. The classic, I don't. Dis I don't mistrust, but I don't trust of every <laughs> mass team move. Funny enough, Espanto trusts Quint. That makes sense. All right. And is our team ill-prepared or off-balance? I don't think any of us were expecting to suddenly be attacked. We should have, though. <laughs> Mystic's just like, this is the spider forest all over again. So that leaves us at four total team to play around with nice is that including the one i'm adding from the defend yep okay cool and exposing yourself to danger the way this is going to work is you're physically putting yourself between phantom and this sloth and this thing just bears down on you and goes to grab you i'm sure you're strong enough to fight this thing head on but the interesting thing here is that as it is like sort of wrestling you its head is shaking and you are getting dusted with stuff and uh, i'm gonna need you to mark a condition i think angry is applicable probably so uh what, what are you doing as this thing is wrestling you so most of the takedowns that Thermite is practiced in are on opponents of a similar size and build, as in like full of like humanoid. Makes sense. So 
it is a pretty unrefined, unpracticed sort of deal, but the general game plan is just be stronger. And I think Thermite is going to shove the sloth back, kind of like, you know, dig in her heels and start really like pushing it back, like walking it away from Phantom and presumably Quint. Awesome. So you just push this thing away and it does that like cool trail of dirt uh, as you uh, as it's pushed away. Um, let's move over to Mystic. Uh, what are you doing as you're seeing these this monster wrestle Thermite? Yeah, what am I doing? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't really have a need for the moat here. I think I want to assess the situation. <laughs> yeah, so I think I'm just trying to carefully like watch what is happening here and, and all that and get a bearing, get some bearings on this new dimension. Uh, and that's a 13. So uh, let's see. I guess how best could we end this quickly is the first question I will ask. The easiest thing to do is doesn't look like this thing would be able to have like any sort of vertical movement and there is a giant tree that you could theoretically climb up and leave this thing uh just kind of swatting at you what here can i use to climb up the tree i guess is it or how big are the branches like is it something easy to climb or will we need to be able to fly as thermite has suggested well, let's just go with yes. This thing would be easy to climb if you set your mind to it. And I don't think that really deserves a question if you want to ask something else. Sure. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I know that Quint is out of sight, but like what here is in the greatest danger? Is there something that like more, something else besides that? Or is it still just Quint is in the greatest danger? Actually, you're going to notice that this creature isn't trying to like, eat you or or uh its movements are weird and you kind of are able to figure out that it's not trying to kill you or anything it wants to like get a hold of you and do that thing the the dusting that it did to thermite and you i think you can figure out that that is probably a the greatest danger here that that is not something that you'd want on you okay um i think with that i'm gonna be like how do i phrase this i think I'm, I'm gonna like shout to the team like it's it's dropping some something weird i think we should get in the tree and get away and regroup up there and i think she's she's gonna start like moving towards it with her guard still up watching her back as she does this towards the the tree or the sloth Towards the tree. So let's move on to Espanto. You hear Mystic saying to run away or to flee the situation by climbing up. And Quint and Phantom are still deep in the bushes somewhere. What is Espanto doing? I think Espanto was about to like jump on its back when when she hears Mystic say that and like stops and like, sure. If you think so, and she turns to where uh, where Turk might is, and is like, "You need help getting up there." No, 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 no. Okay, I'll 
I'll do a quick look for the other two, and then I'll go back. Uh, the The stuff won't affect me. I can face through it. Here. And she throws you the containment suit. If you need to throw it away, throw it away. And she faces looking for the other two. Cool. So I think this is the first time we see Espanto in her full mm -hmm. glory. So uh, explain that yeah. to the audience. It looks, it's that purple glow, but it looks kind of like a flame effect around her whole body. And when you look at it, it's a little bit uh, translucent. You can kind of see behind her, like if you were looking through, through a flame. And her whole body, her features look very non-distinct. You can kind of see eyes. You can kind of see a face. Uh, and it's a dark purple uh, hue that, that's going around her. All right, so you are heading into the, the bushes with try and look for Phantom and Quint. So Phantom finds Quint. He is a good, like, 20 feet uh, through the bushes and hit another tree. Um, he is dazed, but still mostly okay. And what the hell? Was there a truck here in the forest? A uh, giant sloth hits you, actually. Are you okay, Quint? I've, I've had worse. Ow. Do you need me to carry you? No, 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 no. You should... Uh, I need to make sure that everyone else is safe. So he actually just starts bolting uh, uh, back towards the, the fight. I'll start floating back in that direction. Cool. Uh, so let's move back to uh, to Thermite. You are Mano Islatho. Sometimes you just gotta pick a fight with Megafauna. Uh, so, uh, Thermite's just kind of like, they, they just did that, like, you know, that slide apart, you know, tracks through the, through the dirt deal. And I think Thermite really quick just takes stock and then just charges at it and goes for like a lean punch. Just not like, I think her idea here is don't let it get off the back foot. Hold it. Hold it until everyone else can do their stuff. Give me a directly engage a threat. Ooh, yeah, baby. That's a three. <laughs> because Thermite's danger is a hard zero. <laughs> what happens here is that your punch lands perfectly. But as your blow lands, more of these more of this dust is blown away with it and it will actually hit Quint and Phantom as they are heading back out of the bushes. And Phantom, I'm going to need you to mark a condition here. I'm going to mark afraid. And then here, Quint is going to see Mystic heading for the tree. Uh, and since you did yell out earlier, what he's doing is he's throwing psychic spears into the tree to give you like handholds to climb up nice to make life a bit easier for you let's see why don't we have uh i think espanto is going to be next i, I you because of how dense the, the foliage is you actually kind of just pass phantom and quint and what you come to on the other side of this foliage you see 
what you're pretty sure is a California grizzly kind of slowly stalking towards the direction of the group. And weirdly, it seems to be flanked by a pair of mountain lions. Yeah, this is not (laughs) supposed to be. That's not how these things work. She, like, looks at them and she tries to float a little bit by, like, pushing up on... by making, basically, her body a little bit denser than air a little bit, or at least her feet, and float a little bit and um, try to appear as big as she can to see if she can scare them away, but she has a feeling this is not going to work. If a bear could look confused... That is what you see here. It is kind of staring at you. And as you stare at it, you have this weird feeling of familiarity with it. Huh. Like, how, you know this bear? Huh. Hey? You're a bear, you can't talk. Huh. Yeah, good, great, amazing. Um, are are you gonna try to hurt me or my teammates? As she like moves a little forward, moves a little back. Its eyes kind of stay with you, but you see it look at these mountain lions that are next to it, and they mm-hmm. kind of like flank around you and past you, or at least are trying to. Hmm. And this is very much not you know, normal animal behavior. Yeah. I'm going to start floating backwards to where I was. And I have something ready to go if they launch at me. Awesome. I, I think the bear is going to stay a healthy distance from you, but kind of like keep distance with you as you move mm-hmm. backwards. <laughs> Uh, and then let's move on to uh, Mystic. What are you doing? I I think what I want to do is try to push the sloth away um, from Thermite. So I think as I've I've climbed to like a, a stable seeming branch, and I think I'm like you know crouching on it to try to not fall off as I do this, and I'm I'm channeling my magic from you know the surface from my skin into my hands. And I think now I'm going to try to send a ball of magic at it with the idea that maybe this can try to push it back or at least scare it away. And uh, I would love to use um, Reality Storm for that if oh, you would nice. let me. I don't know if that counts as a destructive burst, but maybe, you know, it'll hurt some trees along the way. <laughs> I am um, Absolutely. Um are you going to spend the extra burn to make it not do collateral damage? Yes, uh, because Thermite is also down there <laughs> uh, nearby. So I'm going to use two of my burn for that, and I'm going to roll my Freak. And I got a 10. Rolling very well tonight. Uh, yes, so directly engage a threat, which I never do. Uh, I think narratively it only makes sense to resist or avoid their blows because I'm so far away from it. Um and I want to create an opportunity for Thermite to uh, either get away or 
try to scare it further. Awesome. Let's move on to Phantom here. Well, what is Phantom doing now? Well, Phantom heard about uh, going up the tree, so Phantom's going to float down to where uh, Clinton Thermite are and say, do you want me to carry one of you? I could probably carry you both. I've never tried carrying more than one person at the same time. Actually, uh, would Thermite take this offer, or what, what would Thermite respond to this? Um, I think Thermite looks at Quint. Quint's the, you know, Quint's higher ranked. This is this is not this is not her call. Then Phantom, take Thermite and and go. And I think Espanto should be fine. She is uh probably in the least danger here. Are you gonna be fine? Quint. Sure. And then uh you see Quint starts squaring up with the sloth. And I think at this point is going to be when the mountain lions show up around the, the sloth here. I think Phantom will sigh, not happy about it, but uh, pick up a thermite bottle style and start floating off the tree. So as you are floating towards the tree, you look back at the, the sloth. And this is going to be when you notice that this thing is already pretty seriously wounded. And from the looks of it, you're surprised that it's not dead from those wounds. Uh, <laughs> interesting. I wonder what is keeping it alive. Is there a way to find out uh, what's keeping it alive? I don't think you have the resources to figure that out right now. Fine. <laughs> but I'll make a note of it. That would be a good thing to make a note of. When the camera focuses back on Quint, you see him looking at the mountain lions, and there, there is a very obvious of confusion on his face. When the camera focuses back on you guys, you hear like a heavy weight settle on a branch above and to the side of you, and... You hear a, a voice. Come with me if you want to live. And when you look up at the voice, you see a giant flying squirrel. <laughs> and riding it is... Okay. Uh, the best way to describe what this person looks like is imagine the Christian Bale Batman. Good start. Except rat-themed. Rather than bat themed. Ratman. And wearing a lab coat. And stuck the landing. Hell yeah. Dr. Ratman. Oh, oh <laughs> stop. You're so one me. of those hard shaped brows in the in the helmet. Uh and, and just for the, the audience here, there's like a freeze frame and a splash that says Lab Rat. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. And then back on Quint squaring up with these guys, and uh, he hears that, looks up, and... Go with the rat! Are you sure? Talking to my communicator, so I'm not yelling. <laughs> what about you? I, I, I think I, I'll be fine. Just go. 
Quinn, you can't just stay back. What if something happens to you? I was told not to let any of you die. Orders are orders. He outranks us. We have to go. There, there's something going on here, and just, just, just go with the rat. I'll, I'll look, I'll hook, I'll link up with you guys later, probably. Better. Uh, are you guys gonna go and go with the rat? Yeah, I think I think a big part of this is that Thermite is actively pushing us to leave. Yes, absolutely. Thermite still held in Phantom's tent in Phantom's arms. <laughs> just shooing, like all she can really do is just like shoo them. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> I'm not there, right? Uh, not yet, but uh, I would mm-hmm. like you to show up there soon and and leave with them. Yeah. I will also like. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's just say that happens, uh, and you, yeah. you you kind of like phase your way up there, and this bear is still staring at you weirdly, and Phantom, as you get closer to Labrat, uh, you will get that weird sense of familiarity too. But you recognize what that feeling is. Oh, this is a, it's a pretty cool one. <laughs> See, there's more cool versions of me out there than our nerds. Is Phantom saying that to us, or just thinking yes. that? And Mystic looks at Phantom and, and then looks at Labrat and is like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Wait, what? This is... I'll explain it later. Okay. <laughs> you, this, this giant squirrel grabs, like, a vine... And kind of like holds onto it with its teeth. And then you see Labrat pull a vial out of their utility belt, I guess, and kind of like crack it over the vine. And this vine just suddenly contracts and launches you and this giant squirrel into the air. <laughs> That's cool. I think Spanta like gets there just in time to grab a hold of the squirrel's tail or something. Cool. And then this scene down here ends with the mountain lions and the bear surrounding the sloth with Quint. And uh, there's some time here for you guys to talk to each other if you want, or we can fast forward to your destination. I think the first thing I was want to smile would be like, why did we leave? Why did we leave Quint behind? I sorry. I there was a bear. It was weird. Why did we leave Quint behind? Yeah, Mystic is looking at Thermite. Orders are orders. So he ordered us to leave him behind. Yes. Yeah. Once again, I wasn't there. I was. There was a bear. Mm. You got to turn on your communicator, Spanto. I. She like looks, and it's like. It's like hanging by her, um, by her ankle. She like grabs it and puts it back on her, on her, where she can use it. It's like, yeah, sorry. A lot of things happen. I faced through it, but I didn't lose it. It's fine. Quint's a, Quint's an idiot, but he's, he's resilient. He'll, he'll be all right. Phantom says, trying to convince themselves of that too. Fine. If we lose Quint, I'm out. By the way, I—he's the only reason I'm here. So, oh, 
I'm keeping all of my thoughts about Senior Special Agent Hero's actions to myself until the mission is over. You're such a good little soldier, huh? Is that supposed to mean something, Miss Ponto? Exactly what I said. You are a good little soldier. It doesn't. I don't hide my meaning in my words. This is fun. Did you, by any chance, hold on to the suit, the containment suit? Yeah, I've got it. Thank you. Why don't we talk about something more exciting? Other selves. I don't know how much you know about interdimensional traveling. Absolutely nothing. Oh. I thought Quint would have briefed you on that. Jeez. Well, okay, I I poked through some files, but a lot of it was over my head. I'm not blaming you. He mentioned stuff. There are other dimensions. There are versions of us. Yes. Of everyone, maybe, sometimes. Well, yes, it really depends on, like, there are different factors where some people might not exist in that dimension. But... Usually you will you can encounter other versions of yourself, and you will always know when you encounter another version of yourself. You can always recognize another self. How? It's, you get this weird feeling of recognition when you encounter them. Just like Clabrat's a version of me. I could tell that <laughs> right away. What? Uh, ha- I'm sorry, <laughs> can I interrupt your... You're in existential crisis, she says, looking at Labyrinth, <laughs> and then turns to to Phantom. Can they be animals? I've never encountered that before, but I suppose it's not out of the question. It would be rather rare, but fascinating. I feel like the the chances of the happening are probably extremely small, but the idea of it is, did you meet an yeah, animal? Yeah, that bear was... Yeah, I don't know. That bear was you? Oh, that's interesting. A shapeshifter, maybe? I mean... Mm. I tried communicating with it, because I had that feeling, but it turns out the bear me, this is so weird, cannot speak. Or at least doesn't speak to me. Werewolf rules? And Mystic's holding up her hands. It would be fascinating to understand... So werewolves are real? Yeah, have you met werewolves in one of these before? No. No. Okay, so it is still on the table, I guess. Okay. You can go ahead and have your existential crisis now, she says, pointing to Leverett. I, I So during this whole conversation, you'll see that Labrat is... Like as far away from you guys as he could as he can be on this giant squirrel. <laughs> which, you know, isn't very far, but it is a noticeable thing that they're doing. It's okay. It's it's pretty weird when you meet an alternate version of yourself for the first time. That's not what I'm worried about. What are you worried about? And I think this will be a good time for uh so during this, there were like a series of jumps and vine launches that they've been doing. And you guys make it to like a... It's weird because it looks like it's a naturally grown platform. But it's still like perfectly flat as if it had been like man-made. But 
still looking like it was grown that way. And um, there's like a like a basket with vines that are uh, connected to it. And Labrat kind of gestures to it. Tell Hope of the Force that you need to be purified. And we'll meet again. And then him and the giant squirrel jump off again. It was nice meeting you and your squirrel. (laughs) Does this always go like this? Random versions of yourself show up to save you? Uh, or or fight you um, sometimes. Sometimes it's just there. There's like a weird dimensional thing where you always keep meeting yourself for some reason. I try, I used to try and avoid other versions of myself. Because, you know, it could be... I was going to ask, was that Quint in the communication? <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, uh, on the communicator, you actually hear Quint talking, uh, sort of like trying to talk down these animals until it starts getting staticky because you're getting like far away from where he and uh, um, like the, the, the trees are getting in the way of the signal. But it does seem like he's fine last time you heard from him in broken static. Uh, the right reaches up and activates the communicator. Quint? Quint? Quint! (laughs) Uh, no. Uh, Okay, looks like we're out of range. That's fine, that's fine, right? We should probably go back. What even is our mission here? Uh, Our our best lead right now is what the rat said. Lab rat. Lab rat. Rat man. Get purified? Said purifying you? Maybe it has to do with that stuff. That's what I'm that's what I'm thinking too. We need and whoever this hope of the forest is will probably have more answers for us. Sure. I've been kind of just letting that stuff face through me. I didn't want to take any chances. Phantom leans over to uh, Mystic. Hey, Junie, you don't think, like, hope means hope? Oh. Yeah, we shouldn't have let Quint go off without us. No. Hmm. Hmm. It'll be fine. Yeah, Quint will be okay. He he can calm down the the animals with his powers, and he knows how to fight if that doesn't work. So we should just keep moving. We should. So you guys get into this bat, and there is... It, you guys don't know how this technology works, but you figure out to pull on it, and then it starts just climbing up on its own. And... As this is happening, the, the camera's following you, and then it goes up past you and out of the the trees and starts doing uh, a panning shot of what looks like a city in the trees. So it is like all the structures look like they've been grown out of the trees. It, honestly, it's something that would like make Elrond jealous. 
<laughs> like walkways of living branches. Uh, you see people swinging on vines from one platform to another. When you see more of these vine platforms moving around, you don't see any sort of like machine transportation or anything. It's all like walking or vines or these vine baskets. Uh, and then when your vine basket reaches its destination, you come face to face with a young woman who Thermite will recognize instantly. She is wearing basically like a nun's habit, except it's in like muted forest greens and browns instead of black and white. And instead of like a cross on a necklace, it's sort of like a stylized flower that for reasons kind of looks like a shield. This is pretty sweet foxes, if you know what I mean. Uh, Thermite kind of holds her head for a sec, like, you know, getting used to the feeling. And, like, just squints at this at this girl. I didn't think that there was anyone down there. You guys don't look very familiar, except you. Do I know you? Hey, Phantom. Uh, yes, they're right. I think this is... I think this is me. Oh. I mean, you look pretty cool in this dimension. Hey, uh, what's... What's, um... What's... What's your name? Are you... She's, like, totally floundering. Are you... Hope of the forest? Oh, no, no. I am much too young to be a bloom. I am a leaf, though. And the youngest leaf the church has ever had. But if you need to meet Hope of the Forest, I can certainly escort you to the cathedral. And what is your name? I am Warmth of the Sun. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, it's, it's nice to meet you. I'm Mystic. Uh, that's... Thermite, and that's Espanto. And I'm Phantom. Such strange names. Yeah, we're not from around here. And then she, like, looks to whoever's closest to her and is like, is that the line we're supposed to say? <laughs> if you weren't going to say it, I was. That's the one we always end up saying. Okay, it's not wrong. Glad to know we've got good instincts. Anyway, um... Uh, we had a, some of us had an encounter with an animal that was dropping some strange particles. <gasps> you must be purified or else. Oh, no. Um, Quickly, come with me. Yeah, that's what we heard. That's what Lab Rat said, yeah. Oh, that's what? Let's get purified first and then yeah. ask later. Okay, so there, there is another series of establishing shots and what you guys end up coming to is like a grand cathedral made out of this living tree and you guys make it up these grand steps door opens and there is a like the the, the camera starts at the, the like the floor and starts panning up to show another one of these nun habits and then you realize that 
this is Hope. This is Quint's or uh, a version of Quint's dad, also wearing this nun's habit. Welcome to the Church of Forest Agus. What can I help you with? Huh. Huh. Do we apparently need to be purified? <gasps> have you, have you been on the ground? Yes. Presumably. Oh no! Quickly, head to the sunroom. How how long has it been since you've been on the ground? Well, like ten minutes, maybe. Yeah, not not long. Yeah, not super long. Thank the forest. Oh, if only Quint was here now. Uh, and he leads you like to the top of this church, and to like a basically like a uh, a place for you to sort of like sunbathe. The the light of the sun will be able to purify you, so you need not worry. I'm glad that you were able to make it here in time, that the forest does protect us. <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> can we get a rundown of this? Ge- gesturing to, like, the spot where the, the dust or whatever uh, hit her. Oh, obviously demons, and you are about to be possessed. Possessed? Huh? Yes, it happens to so many of our hunters that go to the, the the ground floor unless they are quickly purified by the sun. So, is it the touching the ground that's the problem, or is it the dust? I don't understand. Uh, um... So we were being attacked by this big animal that had something wrong with it? Yeah, it, it, it looked bad. Yeah, it looked like it shouldn't have been alive, but it was. Forrest, no, you must have encountered a possessed beast. It is a danger of, uh, of the ground floor. So stay here and bask in the sunlight. The forest will protect you. I'm worried about Quint, if if he's down there. Yeah. Thermite, you should probably wipe off. I don't know. Just in case. Yeah, um... Also me too, because I was going to hit with it. <laughs> you, got, you got some too. Um... Yeah. Thermite's going to look around for somewhere to, like, hang her jacket up. Yeah, I'm sure there, there's, there's somewhere uh, for you to put your jacket. Yeah. Just sets it aside and walks out into the into the sunlight, kind of waiting expectantly. At this point, someone comes up onto this sunroof as well, and um, now everyone can see that this is a phantom other self, and they are like carrying drinks and snacks up, and offers it to everyone is it true that you guys were on the on the ground floor uh yep your voice sounds different did you have a cold before what phantom Phantom. when you were you know hold on and i i go over to (laughs) their ear and i'm like phantom remember what we said about some people like don't tell everybody all their names this is probably one of those situations yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I, I forget sometimes. Okay. Uh, then nothing. Never mind. 
<laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Sometimes the, you know, the the coin's a little loose from the cob. That's a new one. <laughs> that one, that one makes sense to me, Phantom. Oh, finally. <laughs> <laughs> there is some just like small talk until Hope of the Forest leaves. And once he does so, Phantom kind of... There, there, there's a shift in like just the way they're standing and goes. You are able to wipe off all the spores. I, I think I got them all. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't take long in the the UV rays of the sun to kill off the spores. Those things can't live up here. If you had stayed down there, well, th- then th- bad things would have happened. Well, Quint is still down there. He made his choice. You have to go back for him. By now, I'm sure he's been taken. Can I check on that? <laughs> Could I use elemental awareness to see? Absolutely. Yeah, so that is spend one burn. Mark a t- condition to open your mind up to the world around you with your powers. You can ask anyone a question about the world around you, and the GM will answer honestly. So, I mean, I'm uh, going to mark guilty because we left him behind without really knowing the situation, and I still don't really understand why he did that. And I'm going to use my last uh, burn that I was holding. So I think what this looks like is I, I hear this, and I think I, um, I like, you know, step towards the edge. And um, I think Junie closes her eyes, and um, she's, like, holding her hands. Like, like, I think she's, like, holding them, like, one over another over her chest as she's, like, trying to sense Quint and, like, see what his status is, if he, like, still feels like himself. Because I think after spending, you know, so much time with him, I think it's really easy for her to, like, tell where he is. And then she's trying to extend it by, like, seeing how he feels, if he feels normal or not. Would you be okay with me giving you a vision here? Sure. We can describe how this works any way we want, so... So as you are focusing on Quint, the the camera gets like hazy and then you are suddenly seeing hot, steamy water and what you assume from Quint's point of view, uh, he is getting dunked repeatedly in this steaming water by hands that are forceful, but not like threatening. Okay. Uh, so I think, I don't know if people are still having a conversation around this, because I didn't tell anyone I was doing this. So if you want to talk a little bit, and then I'll come back into the conversation. Yeah, so if the if the demons haven't taken him yet, I'm sure the spores will. I I can't, I, I, I mean, we can't lose anyone. I agree. All of a sudden you see Mystic take a deep breath and her... Her hands go back down and she opens her eyes and she's like, he's okay. He's okay? He's, um, I think she's blushing. He's, uh, taking a bath? You saw him taking a bath? I I saw, from what I think is his perspective, uh, he was being bathed in hot water. I I think somebody else found him and helped him out. What, did he look good? I... I didn't see anything. I just saw that. Spenta like turns her face like what? Yeah, just fully like raised eyebrows. I didn't see anything. I just 
I could tell that it was his perspective. <laughs> and it was just seeing the water. That's all. And he's okay. She's, you do magic stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. I do magic stuff. She's okay. blushing really hard as this conversation <laughs> continues. <laughs> I mean, that's good enough for me. We can wait and you can do your magic stuff again and we can try looking for Quint after he's done with his bat, I suppose. I, yeah, so but, you know, they're getting the stuff off of him like like this. I it's it's a, a little uh tiring to do that. So but for now, it, I think he's with some other people, so he should be okay. That's good. Uh, Thermite is going to look to the, uh, the lab rat, and uh, she's going to say, "Hey, I have a question about these these spores. Is that what you called them?" Yes, there are fungus that can do some pretty scary stuff. I- I'm sorry if I'm being rude. My name is Oa. Nice to meet you, Oa. Uh, I'm Thermite. That's an interesting name. The With the material that burns at an extremely high temperature, right? Exactly. And actually, speaking of that, these spores. Oh, I thought it was because of the bug. Huh? Svanto says, I thought you were like bug themed. Like, you know, termites? No, 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 no. That's a termite. You thought I was bug themed? Yeah, I thought you had you could do like firebugs or something. Mm-hmm. No, or maybe like like the strength of a I don't know. The strength of a no. <laughs> I could bugs, see that. Bugs are not that strong, right? It's the whole like proportionally. I swear, someone told me they were strong. Yeah, proportionally sure, but like, come on, they're just like little guys. <laughs> it's well, it's like a, it's like a physics thing, right, Phantom? Like a, a size and, and of course, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's t- termites and thermites are two different things. Yeah, thermite like the material. Uh, and anyway, sorry. This S- speaking yeah. of that, that is my question. This fungus does it burn? It can, but the smoke it gives off is poisonous on a different level. It won't possess you that way, but you probably don't want to breathe that in. Okay, good to know. I'll uh, try not to do that with you all around. I'll be fine. Or let us know. Does your, does your scroll have a name? No. Shh. We're not supposed to talk. I just want to know the scroll's name. Oh, yes, I mean, uh, what am I talking about? It must be the, uh, spores. Sorry, uh, Phantom is not good with code, uh, names and, uh, things like that. His name is Oliver. His name is Oliver? Yes. This is a weird question. Has he always been a squirrel? As far as I know. I have another weird question, but considering that I'm a purple glowing person, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, I was wondering about that. It, you have your name. This is what I have. Anyways, um, so animals here, can you communicate with them? Like I said, weird question, but like, or are they just 
Mm, animals. There are a number of animals that live here in the canopy that are, say, smarter than you would think, that are trainable. Like Oliver, but we don't want really to talk to them. At least they don't talk back. Okay. Hmm. I Espanto's just very concerned about the fact that she's a bear in this world. Mm-hmm. A very smart bear. <laughs> Apparently. Smarter than the average fairy, one would assume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Is there a reason why you're asking if we can talk to animals? Um, I met a bear <laughs> down there. I hate that this is going to rhyme. I met a bear down there <laughs> in the floor. Hmm. No. Hmm. There are stories about that. Those kinds of stories. Parents tell their kids to scare them off and, you know, get them to sleep, but the... I'm named after some a story you tell your kids to scare them, so... Hit me. Well, before, like, we as a people moved up here into the canopy, there were... We lived on the ground, but at some point we ascended and, and those who remained turned into animals. And, you know, they, they say the stories... They, they were still children and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. But yeah, those of us here, many of us, have developed ways to... I guess you can speak to or control the aspects of the Force itself. I'm sure you've noticed how some of the, the, the nuns were able to, like, control some of the vines and move them around. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, hmm. But you guys aren't from around here. Why are you here? You know, that's a great question. Has anything, like, out of the ordinary been happening around here lately? Like, stuff that was different than it has been, like, so much time ago? Do you get what I mean? Sort of. I guess there was quite a ways from here. One of the, the, the trees fell. They, they gesture to the, the trees that are all around you, these giant trees. And and these things things take millennia to grow to this size. And they don't normally just fall over. Does that sort of mean anything? You could. Yeah, we could totally check that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Figure out why it happened. That's the That sort of thing is why we're here, I think. You're here to look at falling trees? Yes. To help with weird problems. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, you're going to have to be out there for about half an hour or so in the sun. Just make sure that those spurs are all dead. Have I told you yet that, that they can take over your mind? No. Not in so many words. Oh, oh, that. so that's what the possession part is. Yeah. The, the nuns are really weird about it. They attribute it to the spiritual nature of the forest. But it's just a fungus that will work its way into your mind. And- this phantom goes into a... Uh- uh, an info dump about these things. And it's like a, a fungus that will take over another animal and use it to spread its spores to, to propagate. And the light of the sun can kill it. And uh, that is one of the reasons why this civilization has moved up into the, the trees, uh, because this thing is very dangerous and lives where the sun doesn't touch. Mystic has a, as a clarifying question, which is that 
Like, do most people think it's possession or do most people have like the more like less metaphysical definition that this Oa has? So what you're going to notice is that whenever like one of the nuns come this room, Oa changes back into a more um, like, I want to say like a submissive pose, but uh, Mm -hmm. and starts talking about things in a spiritual type nature again and doesn't start talking about uh, this more scientific stuff until they leave. Good to know. Uh, and if you let Oa talk about this, he will. They they will talk your <laughs> ear off for like half an hour about this fungus and like its like genus tree and uh, <laughs> like how it evolved and stuff. Of course, absolutely. Phantom will listen to themselves. <laughs> uh, Thermite would like to ask, just gesture to her respirator and be like, "Is this? Does this do anything against that?" doesn't really use your your lungs as much. It can really get in anywhere. Though I haven't seen what it might be like if you breathe it in and how it might grow from there, which would uh, still reach your brain and in. Another tirade. Probably. Yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't. Does it keep things alive? In a manner of speaking, it'll keep your, your heart beating and some of your necessary vital functions. You're pretty much dead once this thing takes over all the way. But what if you, what if it, it possessed something that was already dead? Weird look at Phantom. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about it. (laughs) I mean, theoretically, if, if the body is still working enough for it to jumpstart some of those processes, I guess it could possess one of those as well. Oh, thank you. That's... Interesting information. Of course, that would be completely unethical to do so. Of course. (laughs) So, back to Quint, if we can for a second, our friend. Is there anyone, any other civilization that, or camp, or town, or forestry that could have maybe picked him up? I I haven't named what culture this is, but like he... They they talk about the the uh, scary story people that steal children and uh, maybe they stole Quint too, but uh, you know that's just a story. Okay, so yeah, I can I think this is uh, Spanto turning first to to Mystic and then to Termite and not sure who to tell this to and then some going Termite. I can probably go back there once we can have a more appropriate. Once Mystic gets a better location, I can go there. The sports won't affect me. I can just run and try to get to where he is. All right. Then we can float or something. I'm just saying. If we don't have another way, that is, I can get him yeah, back. Yeah, that is not ideal, but it is good to have in the pocket. Yeah. Yeah, we should, unless we have to, we should try to stay together. Unless we have right. to split up again. Yeah. 
She like her. I think her body language since Quinn's husband got has been like uncomfortable and guarded more than usual. Because uh, like she doesn't really know anyone or trust anyone here. Like if we went into battle against a dangerous foe, she might distrust the leader. Um, so she, she's like, okay, um, sure, whatever, whatever you need. Uh. Mystic, uh, kind of pulling away from Oa. Is there, is it bad form to seek out this other self? Oh, well. I mean, maybe that's a question for Phantom, but um, she seemed friendly. Um, yeah. so maybe not. I mean, I uh, I've had kind of a iffy luck with other selves of mine that I've met. So I mean, if you think that she might be helpful, but I mean, like, if we're gonna keep doing this, odds are you're gonna meet more than one other self. Got it. So, you know. And also, I mean, I guess think about if uh, if if one of your other selves was visiting Prime, would you want her to seek you out? If you didn't already know about the multiverse, I guess, kind of thing. Yeah, I started thinking about this an hour ago, so I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, I guess I just, I play it cautious, but I mean... I say that as if I haven't told most of the dimensions that we've visited that I wasn't from there, so. We have been very bad with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super bad. We've been really bad about that, especially especially Quint and Mystic together have been bad. <laughs> uh, and the the feeling we get, they get that too, right? Yeah, I think she probably noticed something, too. But I guess you were wearing your mask, so she probably just is confused, like, and maybe hasn't, I mean, especially because you were briefed on this, at least a little bit, and she wasn't. So, yeah, the I'll, I'll tell you about the time that I met one of my other selves some other time. Yeah. Evil mystic. <laughs> Definitely seems like a in-between missions kind of conversation. Or maybe not the start of one. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, hey, Oa. Do you know that... Uh, um, why did she say her name was Warmth of the Sun? Was that it? One of the new leaves around here. What about her? Yeah, uh, we met her on the way in, and the conversation kind of got cut short when we told her about the spores. I'd like to talk to her if that's possible. I'm sure she's still manning her her vine station. It's one of the main jobs that the that the leaves have to facilitate transportation with their powers. Okay. So okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, oh, uh. Uh, I was wondering, do people around here have uh, meta-human abilities? 
Oh, oh, just about everyone in the church does, but it's all some flavor of bio manipulation. They can all just have some level of control over the plant matter, whether someone exhibits that sort of thing. They're they're adopted by the church. Okay. It's so rare for for someone to have it's so rare to have someone talking about meta powers. Everyone just says around here is being called blessed by the forest. And honestly, it's just very grating. Yeah. If that's being blessed by the forest, I don't I don't really know what they they would think about me. Can you do something? Yeah. Um it's probably not a great thing to do on a giant tree full of foliage, but yeah. Interesting. You'll have to show me sometimes. I I've never seen anything like that. That isn't some favor of, you know, makes a leave wiggle. Uh, yeah. I, I think Espanta just like puts her hand through whatever object nearby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, wait, wait. How did you do that? And like they they're, they're trying to uh come up with possible physics for how it works. I think uh Mystic is gonna ask, so Espanto do you have to think about not phasing, or do you have to think about phasing? You know what I mean? It's a complicated thing. It's like breathing. Do you think about breathing? Yes, but also no, but also yes. You can think about breathing, but you don't have to think about breathing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You are now manually breathing. <laughs> I should probably put the suit back on. I don't know how long I can hold this form. And she starts putting the suit back on. Mm. Thurman is going to very, like, carefully, like, survey the area to make sure she's not even close to, like, any, like, hanging anything. And, you know, like, up here, like, a fully exposed, like, sun area is not the worst place to do this, but... Uh, she holds out her hand and kind of shifts it into that volcanic like heat mode. Yeah, they they they're, they're remain absolutely fascinated by all of your powers. Jim was like, I don't have any powers, but I can do this. And they float up a bit and they pull the hood down and uh, disappear from view. Ta-da! <laughs> How interesting. How does that work? Do you do you use it? Is it fueled by some sort of bio? matter oh no <laughs> once that gets question gets answered Fendim pushes back the hood and is like actually I there are nanites woven into the material of my clothing and it's activated by when I pull the hood over they're connected to me and in a way that I can control them which will it essentially reflects the light away from me which turns me invisible so judging by the root word tiny tiny worker system kind Yes. Do you know what robots are, or do you have any kind of technology here? Uh, Oa kind of starts talking about their, their, their technology level here, but they don't have a lot of technology as we would understand it here. Everything is, um, they would call it like of the forest. Um, like Oa is wearing, like it. You would call it blue jeans, like denim. But it's green and made out of leaves. Or like, yeah, woven from uh, material that's derived from leaves and things like that. Robots aren't really a thing here. Like, even, like, metal is very rare. Uh, and everything here is made out of 
some sort of wood. Some of this, some of this is like as strong as steel, but still very clearly uh, something that was grown. Yeah. Mm. Can I ask you a weird question? I think you've been doing that all day. <laughs> this is probably going to be the weirdest question you have. Could I? Could I meet Oliver? Yeah, I just need to finish like my shift here or whatever. When, when I get off, and maybe we can hover to the side of that falling tree you guys asked about earlier. Yeah. Cool. Um, is there anything you want with Oliver the squirrel here? Uh, on a player level, uh, what are you trying to get here? I think Phantom just wants to talk to Oliver because Phantom just, this is their friend. It just, this is a weird other self of him, but it's another self. Uh, just, to, just to be clear on a, uh, on a player level here, this isn't an Oliver other self. This is, it is a name important to the Phantom multiverse and uh, they chose it for their best friend, Squirrel. That makes me sad. <laughs> it's still, in a way, close enough. It's an Oliver, right? It's a therapy session with the animal. <laughs> it's, it's close enough, even if it's not another self, that Phantom yeah. wants yeah. to seek comfort. <laughs> it Oliver is very soft and fluffy and uh, will absolutely, like, cuddle you if you get close enough oh. <laughs> okay um does anyone else want anything um from oa or any of these nuns yeah i don't think espanto wants anything from anyone except maybe go home but she she understands she's not in a position <laughs> for that <clears throat> she's kind of sulking yeah, I was told Quint would be here, and he's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, immediately. Okay, so we will fast forward a bit, and Labrat returns, and on Oliver takes you to the site of this tree falling that they themselves haven't visited yet. But this huge tree has fallen and taken off a huge, uh, equally huge chunk of forest, and when you get down to ground level, you notice something very weird in that where everything else in this dimension has been like grown and organic looking. This tree has been that there are perfectly cubic chunks taken out of it. Imagine a Minecraft, uh, an operation <laughs> on this tree. How big are they? Like. 10 meters on a side. Okay, big. And I think that is where we'll end this episode as you guys are uh, coming to this site. Thanks for listening. In this dimension, Espanto, a.k.a. Laosa, a.k.a. Martina Bosquez, the Janice, is played by Fabi Garza. She can be found at at Fabi underscore Garza on Twitter or as a cast member of Eidolon Playtest. Junie Mystic Haraway, the Nova, is played by Siobhan. She can be found on Twitter at Spellbound Mage, as Direct Impact of Splinter Division on Protean City Comics, or at twitch.tv slash runawaysorcery. Phantom, the Brain, is played by Charlie. 
So you can be found on Twitter as at Magical Pride or on Sir Podcasts at at Prepod Engage or at Devoid of Space. Quintessential Hero, the Soldier, is played by me, Eric, who also edits this podcast. I can be found on Twitter as at PrimeFactorX01, and my work can be heard on the shows Arcadia California and Breathing Space Fading Frontier. Special Agent Thermite, the Soldier, is played by Olivia. She can be found on Twitter at at Livy Cottle, or heard on Breathing Space Fading Frontier. And our dimensional tour guide and showrunner is Lee. You can find him on Twitter at The Love Names. And as the showrunner slash producer for Arcadia California and Breathing Space Fading Frontier. You can all be found on our Discord server, found at discord.lovenames.com. Otherware is produced by Love Names Games. Our other projects can be found at lovenames.com. It's played in Masks, A New Generation, by Brendan Conway from Magpie Games, at Magpie Official on Twitter. Our theme music is composed by Michael Freitag, on Twitter as at Admiral Amara. The actions and opinions presented here belong to the individuals from this dimension only, and are not representative of any other selves, known or unknown. Otherware is not responsible for any side effect drifting produced by listening to this podcast. <laughs>